all of a sudden, someone who was, was a big fan, who was liking comments that I'm a great boss and a great friend and a great leader, would do this. I want to know who put her up to this. I want to know who's behind this, because this is just horrific. Well, what if she herself finally had the motivation to do it? Part of the Me Too movement is about women finding their voice and finally having the courage to speak vocally about something that they were afraid of stating previously. What if she just found her voice now? That's a legitimate thing. But it's fictitious. It's an absolute, absolute lie. The words of Patrick Brown as he comes out in a case of she said, she said, as he defends himself after having his career destroyed. Patrick Brown, if you're just joining us now, we continue this comprehensive coverage of Patrick Brown, who is now speaking out against the allegations of sexual misconduct that have destroyed his reputation, ended his political career, and really any dream of becoming premier of this province, which, right before this, he was on that path, a healthy lead. And now these allegations are being challenged. And Brown's not just denying it, but he's showing evidence, openly telling his accusers, you know, take these allegations to the Barry police, and putting CTV on warning, saying, quote, you lied you defamed me. I will not allow your brand of trashy journalism to hurt another person in this country. CTV has come out saying they absolutely stand by their story, even with, I guess, the new information or the um, fixed errors that were put out. We are really in uncharted territory. I mean, this is unprecedented in Canadian politics. I want to bring in Caroline Jarvis, who is the investigative reporter on this with Global News. Hello. Hi, Alex. How are you? Well, uh, it's been a busy time for sure for you, because this is such a a layered story. You've got a political story that is enormous. You've got a personal story. You've got a a story that has to do with legality and criminal allegations, some riding the line of criminality. And then you sit down with Patrick Brown. Um, What was it like as far as physically? Is he exhausted? I mean, I, I, as you know, know Patrick Brown from working behind the scenes on the campaign. So I know what he is like. He's a very energetic guy. Does he take on the appearance of someone who's very defeated by this? No. Um, Actually, he takes on the appearance of someone who is ready to fight. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's tired, and there are glimpses of that. And he's emotional, that is for sure, not just in a feisty way, but there are moments where, uh, you know, I thought he was going to break down, talking about his 103-year-old grandmother, as an example, who calls him every day just to make sure he's okay and to say, "This, this man who's being described in the media by these allegations is not, the grandson that I know, I know this is not you and I'm going to pray for you. You know, he got choked up when he talked about that, as perhaps anybody would. Uh, he's a man who has taken time to be very private about it and has now decided, because of the outcry of support, especially from the community in Barrie, that it's time to fight and to make sure that his truth is being heard. You know, the problem for Patrick Brown is politically he was fairly unknown. People just couldn't figure out who he was because he was a politician. You never really kind of got the personality. And now people are seeing him and realizing, wow, there is a human there and someone who has lost everything. Uh, yeah, uh, that's for sure. I mean, uh, there is also the Patrick Brown that people are getting to know, which is a man who is uh, being alleged of sexual misconduct in a couple of cases and who has rumors that circulate around him in, in the Barry community and the political community as well. So uh, which Patrick Brown is is the real one? Well, we're hoping that uh, through investigative journalism and um, you know policing, of course, as well, that, that that will come to light. You asked him some uncomfortable questions, and that included his dating life and all these rumors of his reputation. 
Um, you know, there are a lot of, of um, rumors about lots of politicians. We hear them all the time. We certainly don't report on them. But in this case, they came out in a national story uh, of allegations. And there are some uh, corrections in that. Um, including a conflict of interest that CTV felt uh, it had reported, and that one of the accused, the main allegation, has has really crumbled, that she was not, in fact, underage. That's right. CTV clarified their story. And, and to, in their defense, I don't know whether it was a CTV who clarified their story or the first accuser who clarified her rec- recollection of events to CTV, and CTV uh, responsibly reported that. Uh, at any rate, this the sequence of events changed such that the first accuser said that she was of legal drinking age and that uh, perhaps this happened at Patrick's second house, which was a two-story house, and she had graduated high school at that time, which paints a different picture than was originally alleged. Originally, it was said that this was someone who was under the drinking legal drinking age we met at a bar and that this was somebody who was still in high school, which paints, you know, yes. um, a really predatory picture. And so now the numbers are changing. I mean, one of the things that we found concerning was that when the allegations were brought forward to Brown's team on January 24th, neither was this woman's full name disclosed, nor was the time frame when it is alleged to have occurred. It was just said somewhere around 10 years ago. And so when I asked Patrick about that, he said, it's like fighting a ghost. I mean, you know, it's like Bob X. How do you, how, Bob X says you did something bad some 10 years ago, and here are a few of the details around it. Yeah. He, he, how could I even defend myself? He said it took them days going through high school yearbooks to figure out who this person was um, to be able to refute those claims. Did he tell you um, how much time he had to, uh, you know, he gets this phone call that a TV station is going to be doing this report. Did he say how long he had uh, to come up with an answer? The email came into Brown's team officially at 424, though there are varying accounts as to whether rumors were swirling in the days preceding the actual official letter that said we are seeking your response to these allegations. They were told that the story was going to come down that night at 10 o'clock. That's five and a half hours after receiving the email. Um, It did request an on-camera comment from Patrick. And as a journalist who does that, I always hope that that when you ask somebody those questions that their response is, and especially if they want to defend themselves, yes, let me comment. Um, In this case, either Brown or his team did not respond to the actual email to say, I want to respond to it. So that's one, one point to flag. Um, however, uh, uh, sending an accountability email is what I refer to it as in journalism. Five and a half hours before an air date is not exactly a, um, a generous time frame to give somebody with which to respond when you don't even know who's alleging something against you and at what time. Yeah, it's almost impossible. I know that you're speaking with, uh, there's another part to this that will come out tomorrow. Um, you know, his advisory team that were very close to him would have who would have dealt with this. Um, you know, does he talk about that, the fact that there are stories that this is an inside hit um, and, and, you know, the fact that they bolted within seconds of that um, press oh, conference that they... they There's huge speculation that, you know, the president of the PC party, Rick Dykstra, and Patrick Brown both resigned in a matter of days from one another, both on account of allegations of sexual misconduct. Whether or not those two are linked or not, uh, we'll have to let the courts hopefully decide and not public opinion. But you've got these two very prominent people in the Ontario PC party, one after the next. Is that just coincidence? Even Patrick's case in isolation, if you look at that, curiously timed, five or not even four months before an election, um, there has to be questions about whether this was politically motivated. We took those questions to CTV and they defended that um, they were very thorough in their research and that and their journalism and that there weren't political ties. In fact, 
there was another uh, account of sexual misconduct that was brought to their attention. And because the accuser had ties to the Liberal Party, they omitted it um, uh, as a form of responsible journalism. So um, we are hoping that uh, more research and if there are more women who want to come forward, that that will paint one picture. And if there aren't more women who are coming forward, that will be an indication of something else also. Well, you would think after three weeks they would have come out. Um, interestingly, they they have not. But, uh, you know, one of the interesting things about the, the one of the women sent out a stam- statement saying, I stand firmly by the truth of what I said about Brown, uh, his conduct involving me, collateral details from an incident many years ago are not important. That is a very troubling statement because they absolutely are important. Well, they are. And, and, and in, some would argue that maybe they aren't. And let me just give that context for a second. People who are ex- experts in um, sexual violence or sexual assault or, or misconduct say that when people are victimized, sometimes they're so traumatized by an event that they can register that an experience has happened to them, but the details fade, and especially over time. And so sometimes it's hard to recall the vividness in detail of what happened. You just know that something happened to you. So I don't want to, in any measure, discredit what these women are saying and the potential that there might be veracity to their statements. But uh, when it comes to prosecuting a case, be it in a court of public opinion or a court of law, you're right, details are important. Yeah. All right. What is coming up tomorrow? Well, we're going to speak to the allegations that you spoke spoke out a moment ago, which is whether or not there could have been political motivation to all this. Patrick alleges that um, he believes his political adversaries could have played a role in this and that this was a political ouster. It was a, perhaps even a political coup. Um, what their motivation might have been, we... Uh, go down that road a little bit, and we get Patrick's chronology of the events on the night of January 24th when he finally decided to resign and how that all came about. Yeah, it's a fascinating story. Um, Good work. I know it's been a lot of work for you, so thanks so much for joining us. It's my pleasure always. Thanks, That is uh, Caroline Jarvis who uh, sat down with Patrick Brown.